Did I ever tell you guys about when I was at work and I I started sort of railing against the whole idea of going to a concert with the intention of just drinking and not there being there for the music? Oh, did I ever tell you that? No. So uh, yeah, these people were. I don't know. I think they were talking about Jimmy Buffett, and I didn't. Oh. I didn't really think before <laughs> I started speaking. But <laughs> I was like, why the fuck would you go to a concert just to get drunk and not appreciate the music? That's so fucking stupid. And it was like <laughs> crickets. <laughs> That's the Jimmy Buffett people. <laughs> and I was like, what's the whole purpose of going to Jimmy Buffett concerts? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Have you listened to that shit? Yeah. yeah you have to be drunk to enjoy any of that shit. Yeah. Well, like the old uh, Grateful Dead joke. What do the Grateful Dead fans say when the music, uh, when they, when they, when the drugs wore off? This band sucks. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. DC punk scene. I mean, pretty much every single show, the vast majority of the crowd is out in the alleyway drinking because they're none of them are twenty one, and <laughs> you know. yeah, that does it does drive me nuts though when you see somebody you know pay good money to go see a to go see a band that you appreciate the music you know like Iron yeah. Maiden or Metallica or you know all these bands that you're really into because of the music and they spend like 300 bucks on beer and get so drunk that they pass out yep and you're like why the f- hey, you could have hey, just been hey, at hey, home hey, wait, wait, wait. I, have, I have done hey. that countless times Let, so don't think things, yeah, yeah. two things have you seen how much beer costs at some of these venues 300 bucks yeah. is not that hard yeah, yeah. No, no. And also, I know that. You know, Tim. You know, worry about yourself, man. <laughs> no, nah, that deserves to be me. judged. Because that's asinine. <laughs> <laughs> if the band sucks, fine. Sometimes if you're not going to remember the show, sometimes it just happens. You don't go in trying to not remember. Well, that's and yeah. that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Especially- I understand that. I, that's I'm, talking, what, I'm talking about people who go, I can't wait to get there and fucking party, dude. And they just start immediately. Yeah. Hey, the pre-gaming. Immediately. In, in the parking lot. Pre-gaming in the yes. parking lot where you end yes. up getting fucking rip-roaring drunk and then get into the show. If, especially if it's an arena, you sit down at your seat and then you pass the fuck out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> That's fucking stupid. Hey. I, yeah. <laughs> I've done that way too many times. <laughs> Listeners to this podcast, if you do that, you're a fucking idiot and no, stop. Leave him alone. <laughs> Actually, I mean, you still well, might be. It's better if you pass out because then you can't spill your fucking beer down my back. Yeah, which also too. happens all the time. Well, so better you, you pass so out. Cl- Don't get so close to drunk people, Tim. <laughs> it's almost it's, it's impossible. impossible. At a Mel show? Are you kidding? Yeah. Rock went- and roll. <laughs> I'm just trying to. <laughs> oh, there it is. I don't know. Yeah. Well, at least has anyone of us been puked on at a show? No. <sighs> I've puked at a show, but I have not been puked on. At a show. <laughs> I've had lots and lots and lots of my beers first Metallica with. concert. I puked oh, at. Yeah. Because well, I so told that story. No, because it was my first contact high. And apparently, I don't know. I, I think that's why. Because the guy next to me was know. smoking weed. I don't and think he, a lot of people puke when they first smoke pot. So. Well, <laughs> I don't know. something happened. <laughs> something didn't I, agree with me. I, 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 I mean, that's the whole thing. Whenever I, I smoked and drank at the same time, I would puke. Mm. <laughs> well, I definitely wasn't drinking. I was 14. And I think you were while some excited. people, I, I, I started drinking when I was 15. So, fuck you. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> 
I started drinking when I was 15. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. Fuck you. Speaking of fuck you. Yeah. Overkill. Overkill. Yeah. They have a song right. called Fuck You. I do. Let's start this episode so we can talk about All that. All right. Did we already do the intro? Not yet. Doing it right now. Do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. Right there to our immediate left, we have uh, all the folks gathering for the uh, annual Saxon concert. You've got people who really are into the occult and into Satan. They're propagating Satan, and I think it's a devastating thing on our culture. It calms me down. What's your favorite total metal video? Here's the funny part about metal. It's getting old. But you know what? Embrace it. I want to be that grandfather in the backseat of the car. Could you turn on my station, please? It's such a fine line between stupid and, and clever. And we're going to be at the Wilson Theater tonight with Slayer. You're going to be there too, right? Oh! Ah! Alrighty. Welcome back, everybody, to Somewhere in Time Podcast. Somewhereintimepodcast.com. Go there to find all of our episodes streaming. All of our uh, YouTube episodes are up there. Well, not all of them, most of them. But uh, the most recent episodes are, uh, if you click into them, you can actually play the YouTube right from that episode. So it's pretty cool. You can play the YouTube. You can play the YouTubes. I sound like a very old man. (laughs) Um, And yeah, all of our social media streaming uh, is uh, linked there. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. and you can email us if you'd like, somewhere in time podcast at gmail.com. Uh, so, yeah, um, let me do some introductions, y'all. I'm Eric. We've got Tim here. Yo. Joe is here. Hey, how come Keith is always last? I don't know. I'm, I'm the, you know, I'm the big name. <laughs> yeah. Special guest. Right. And introducing. Guest story. <laughs> Winging it. <laughs> oh, let's not get personal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got the belt, so you know. From Fairfax, Virginia. <laughs> Keith. Hi. <laughs> Noble. All that buildup. Yeah. Yeah. Keith. All right, yeah, so this episode. It's nice to meet you. It's all about. <laughs> That's right. There's one. Yes. yes. All right. Let's play a little bit of this album. Any uh, any suggestions here? What we yeah, start with? Uh, sure. How about the title Why track? It, yeah. Start with horoscope. Mm, they play that awesome. One. That opening. Oof. Yeah. Do it. Is that a twelve string bass? Maybe. Well, eight. Maybe. Probably eight. It's mm. awesome. Oh yeah. Maybe from here I should skip to the chorus, maybe? Yeah. Oh, come on. There we go. 
Okay, I'm going to save this part for later because it gets really good there too. But. Mm, yes, it does. <laughs> we got to get into uh, band introductions here. So, so Overkill, uh, this iteration is Bobby Blitz Ellsworth on lead vocals, Merrick Gant on guitars and backing vocals, Rob Canavino on guitars and backing vocals, Sid Falk on drums, and Dee Dee Verney on bass. And uh, obviously, this is the first album to feature. Eric Gant and Rob Canavito. Uh, the previous albums were all Bobby Gustafson. So no more Bobby Gustafson from here forward for Overkill. And this album was produced by Terry Date. Terry Date. And some, it is sound great. Some famous extra people there. Uh, really? Who? John and Marsha Zazula. Oh, were they producers? Oh, or executive actually, production producers. credit. Oh, oh okay. Well, yeah. So. Executive producers. What does that mean? They just paid. They got to sign some money something. Up front or something? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, production on this is great. I mean, mm-hmm. it sounds. Fantastic. And Overkill's listed as the producer as well. I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. But you know, come on. <laughs> you know, um, he's yeah. really doing it. Exactly. Uh, this album, yeah, sounds great. Um, the bass and the the drums are super tight. Um. If I had any complaints, it would be the snares maybe a little too piccolo-y. Yeah, I and, totally uh, agree. The guitar tone is a tiny bit too much high end, but that's like very minimal, minimal complaints. This album might be my favorite Overkill album. It's very hard to say what my definite number one is for them, but uh, this is right up there. Yeah, this or Years of Decay are yeah. neck and neck. Yeah, and WFO is very close it's up to there too. Yeah, mm-hmm. like for me anyway. Very close. Oh, the other thing I'll say about this, and, and the, for production-wise, then well, I guess more it's the mix. Um, I think Blitz's vocals are a little low in some points. Yeah, it's weird. It is kind of weird. But like, it's not infectious. always. It's just, yeah. Yeah. That might be good for some people. <laughs> might be. Yeah, like Keith. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I noticed that. Let's get into that. I want to know what Keith thought of this album. I'm just going to, I mean... I, I want to know. I want to skip over some of the stuff. I just want. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll just go ahead and. Uh... Immediate reaction. Oh, well, I mean, reaction. Well, exactly. I mean, well, let me go back to like, you know, when I first heard these guys back in high school, I hated them. Every single time I ran into a video and a, you know, headbangers ball, I'd, you know, go to the bathroom or whatever. Cause I just <laughs> couldn't stand this band. Listening to this. I mean, especially, you know, in relation to the other stuff we've been listening to for, you know, the episodes we've been doing like holy shit like i loved the goddamn music going on for this i still hate bobby blitz's vocals <laughs> but much like much like tim was saying when it came to you know the eye and in, in, in king diamond he doesn't do like a lot of falsetto in this you know it, it's not high range apart and that's a holy thing like you know like you know let's face it you guys have been playing my Dumbass, drunk as shit, horoscope imitation. <laughs> he never does no. anything like that at all. <laughs> That's when Especially not in that song. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Horoscope's like, like slow and sludgy. Yeah, and like, yeah, gothic, I'd say. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. So it's it's hilarious now in hindsight that I, you know, always thought that about that. And <laughs> I'll be honest, like, yeah, music-wise, holy shit, I loved it. Vocals-wise, I didn't hate it. I yep. definitely felt like, you know, he could definitely, the, well, exactly. It's definitely not completely my style. 
and I like some of the shit that he did. Uh, okay. So I would, I, I will flat out say that. Okay, fine. You guys win this round. <laughs> this, this one definitely, uh, like you know, I, I absolutely enjoyed. Okay, listening good. to this album. It, yeah, I mean, I'm. Let's see if I can. Uh, Blood money. God, that song sucked. No, oh, okay. the, the, the liar part of the chorus. I couldn't stand that. Hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, thanks for nothing. I'd say that that's even kind of punk. I'd say chorus. Yeah, they have they have yeah, songs like that is. almost on every album where it's like more kind of just punky. hardcore ish. Yeah, like you know, yeah, yeah, that's a great song. All right, cool. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about the album cover since we haven't yet. Um, it's an overkill album cover. Yeah, is, yeah. is there anything to it? I mean, it, it's not real. <laughs> I don't know if I ever noticed it said horoscope at the bottom of this. No? Seriously? Yeah. You never noticed that the nah. album title is on the album cover? Nah. You're not a very so, observant uh, person, Joe, are you? <laughs> right there. Sometimes. Yeah, he's looking at like crystal ball. Charlie doesn't noticed. have he doesn't have his wings on this one. No. I just mm-hmm. noticed a little face in there. Maybe I never, I don't know why I yeah. never noticed that either. Oh yeah. It's like a little vampire baby in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> face in there. So it's called yeah. face. <laughs> and I guess I, I haven't really paid attention to this either. I guess those are all the signs of the uh the the horoscope signs around Oh yeah. yeah. I didn't notice yeah. that either. Oh. Virgo, Scorpio. That's too busy. Oh. Listening. I don't know why I See, this is why red. we talk about the album covers because we don't. Yeah. Sometimes we don't <laughs> now, notice. This now stuff. that I did not notice. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't spend much time at all. I, I looked at it and it was like, "All right," and I moved on with my life. Yeah, <laughs> it's good to look at these sometimes, you know. Yeah, some of them are cool. I don't know that that one was. Yeah, well, I mean, like, looks like you, a... know, you look at somewhere in time, and that's like you can spend hours looking at that. Oh, yeah. yeah, it looks like a cover to, um, like an old, um. Old IBM adventure game. <laughs> he kind of does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to see if there's anything in the liner notes about who the artist is. I don't see well, it, though. Maybe no. the internets. Yeah, probably. Uh, let's see. Art direction was Bob Deferin photos. No, that's not it. Eh, it might be that guy. Eh, doesn't matter. Eh, we'll just say it is. It's a cool album cover. It's very metal. Yeah. I like it. Uh, so I've got some stuff on this album. So this is obviously the first album to not feature Bobby Gustafson. Um, who's now in violence. Who is now in violence, yes. Oh, yeah? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh Rob Canavino, kind of, I can't fucking up his name, Canavino was uh, Gustafson's. Can of Vino. Can of, can of Vino. <laughs> <laughs> he was Gustafson's guitar tech. Oh. Yes. Um, for a long time, since like 87 or something like that. Maybe before then. Huh. Um, and Merrick Gant was in Faith or Fear. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Yeah. Punishment Punishment ultimate... area. <laughs> <laughs> We're better than the reliable. <laughs> ultimate Revenge 2. Another Ultimate Revenge 2 band. Wait, yeah. is he on that? I don't think so. I don't think he is either. He must have That's been in the with. A, they all look like a, a bunch of like surfers, don't they? Yeah, well, they uh, surfers. And stuff. They were surfers. One of the guys looked like Mr. Perfect. Yeah, just <laughs> like Mr. Perfect. Exactly like Mr. Perfect. Kurt Henning, is that his real name? Yeah, he was a big dude. I don't know if it's exactly like it. And yeah, they were kind of rednecks too, you're right. Yeah. They're like jean jackets on. and. So this is also the last album to feature Sid Falk on drums. Right? 
He's not yeah. on I Hear Black, is he? No. No. Tim that was Tim Mallory. No, he left during this tour. Yeah. Yeah. And also the- um, I don't think Go anybody ahead. is dead in this. <laughs> That's breaking a streak. Oh, yeah. Wait, wasn't Chuck. Uh, not, uh, wasn't Billy. Didn't he get diagnosed with something pretty bad? Who? Who? Uh, not Chuck. What the fuck? Uh, oh. Blitz? Blitz? Yeah, Bobby Blitz. He had a stroke. Oh. Yeah. On stage, yeah. yeah. On, stage, on stage, stage. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you keep going? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he probably probably did. not that night. Did, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. We saw him. Guys. When we oh, saw him. He kept checking his pulse. Did you notice that? Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. I think he was getting oxygen backstage too. Yeah, he kept leaving the stage and he come back and he he kept checking his wrist like this, like that, and then mm. it was like, hmm, yeah, yeah. It, something to keep an eye on. Yeah, this is the last uh, last album released through Megaforce, and also Overkill's best selling album. Just some fun facts. Um, they had a few videos from uh, from this album on MTV, and they were mm-hmm. played fairly regularly, actually. Yes, Horror. and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Horoscope, and then was Bare Bones or uh, Thanks for Nothing was the other thanks one. Thanks for Nothing. Blitz okay. is sixty two. Yeah. yeah, he's getting up there. Wow. Yeah, they're old man. He had nose cancer as well. Oh, his, nose, his nose is all fucked up. Wow. If you look at it. Yeah. Mm. So I have some um, stuff about Bobby Gustafson's departure, if you guys want to hear it. Yeah. Um, so there was an interview with him, I think like four years ago, 2018, 2017, something like that. Um, and they asked him about the departure. And he basically said, um, he said, more than anything, it was an argument between me and Dee Dee about doing a show where they wanted to do it strictly for the money. Yeah. And I didn't want to because we had just sold out Studio 54 in New York, our biggest show. He said they, they wanted to do a Halloween show and charge full price, which at that time was like 20 bucks. I said um, it wasn't right and we should either do the show or keep it half price because it's not a real overkill show. He said one thing led to another. He didn't talk to Didi for a few weeks. Um, he found out later that um, they were doing stuff behind his back. Um, and ultimately he said that uh, actually Didi did leave for a little bit. But then he found out that uh, Blitz and DD were doing some stuff. And so he confronted Blitz and basically said, look, it's him or me. And he's like, well, I've been with DD longer, so I'm going to stay with him. He says, okay, see ya. So That, um, that like, show they were going to like play? That's just his opinion. <laughs> <laughs> the Halloween show? Yeah, I, I guess it was going to be because I, I, saw, I saw an interview with him on that um, Zetro, Zetro's uh, YouTube Oh, show. yeah. Mm-hmm. He talked about that too. And he said that show was going to be like like a kind of a goofy just covers like they were just gonna play like covers and just silly stuff and oh, okay. it wasn't gonna be a proper overkill show it was gonna just be, be kind of like just for fun kind of a thing that's why he was like it's not really worth full price if you guys aren't gonna do a proper overkill show you're gonna do like just these silly covers and right. like goof around he's like, you should charge like half price for that I'm like no we're charging full price and that was kind of it that doesn't Which, I mean that's the reason I mean, there's got to be there's got to be more to the I think problem more than to that. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and, think there was probably tension between him and Didi. And yeah, it built up over time, and he's he's definitely bitter though. <laughs> he's oh not, yeah, he's uh he's he, he. I think there's a financial thing too there because he said that um, 
when they released that live in Overhausen thing in 2018, mm-hmm. uh, he posted on his Facebook saying, basically, don't buy that. Um, he said, the, uh, what did he say here? I have notes. He said, what are they celebrating? The fact that none of the other members are even playing on these albums? The fact that they won't, they'll both make all the money? He was talking about Blitz and DD, basically. They're going to make all the money off of it. Apparently referring to, yeah, Vernie and vocalist Blitz. And they said, um, and not the other three or the fact that they think they don't have to pay me. Don't buy this piece of shit, people. I'm not getting a dime. That's never stopped me from buying something before. No. No. Uh, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. It's really Sorry, good dude. fucking album, too. So fuck yep. it. That's the thing. Like, you know. Yeah, I mean, you can't say fuck. I mean, he's 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 got at least a little justification as to why he's complaining. I mean, if they're playing songs he wrote, he should be compensated. Okay. Yeah, I think they were pl- on the Overhausen, they play Feel the Fire in, in, in its entirety, right? And then they play. Um, yeah. Horoscope. Horoscope. Well, so. why wouldn't he get money for songs that he's. Yeah, that seems weird. Like illegal. <laughs> I, unless he signed some terrible record deal where he didn't get, or, you know, he doesn't get a cut of that stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they did. Who knows? But that's not his. That's not, that's not D or Blitz's fault, though. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is there. Yeah. But it, there was a whole thing going into the horoscope, though, where people were worried or nervous about this album because, shit, there's no, you know, he was a songwriter. He was a contributor. Um, but uh, yeah. I think those were squashed pretty quickly when this album came out. Cause, yeah. God damn, this album's good. Like the first song is like, okay, things are just fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> And that's right. actually my note on Coma is the first song, the first guitar solo, you're like, holy shit, these guys are way better than him. <laughs> yeah. 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 He was never a solo guy. He was a riff guy. Yeah. I mean, he tried, but he was... Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So that's that's kind of the, the gist on Gustafson. Um, Overkill uh, will have a hard time maintaining guitar players, it seems like. But I guess the guys they have now have been in the band for quite a while. Oh, have they? I don't even know. Yeah, like 10 years. Hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. That might be the Those longest tenure so far. For I think it is. I think the two guys they have now, it's like the longest running guitar players. Yeah. So. Well, the last two albums were really good. So Yeah. Uh, I have a little bit on the songwriting, if you guys want to hear. Because um, I was curious, yeah. about this, curious about this. I knew, well, actually, I didn't know. I, I, was, I was curious about the um, who wrote most of the lyrics. And I think it is Blitz, based on interviews I was looking at. Like he was talking about going into these albums and the lyrical content and what I was going to do. So I think he was the main lyricist, but I didn't know because the albums basically say all songs written by Overkill. Hmm. And it's like, well, who actually wrote yeah. the song? So mm-hmm. Rob Canavino in a 2017 interview said that he actually did write. Um, let's see. He said, I had a band when I was working for Overkill, when he was the guitar tech for Overkill. He was in another band. And a lot of the riffs, um, a lot of these riffs in the entire song Infectious were written uh, in that band. And Tim Mallory huh. was actually in that band then too. Huh. Yeah. So even before he was in Overkill, Rob Canavino and Tim Mallory were jamming and a lot of the riffs and actually the entire song Infectious came from that writing pro- writing session. That was pretty cool. Hmm. I didn't know that. That's cool, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. He said he also had 
he helped Dee Dee write Horoscope, and he was a contributor for Thanks for Nothing on the music and vocals, actually, or uh, lyrics, sorry. So, huh. so I think Canavino had a lot to do with, you know, at least a few of the songs, and then I think the rest were just basically collaborative. So, but yeah, I wonder if Dee Dee Verney writes a lot of riffs. I think kind of like yeah, I think he I must. Think he yeah, yeah. Judging by those that side or that other band he's in, yeah, yeah. You can tell he writes a lot of. You know, that dude never stops company. working. Yeah. Yeah. He's just God. He has so I know. Projects going on <laughs> once. I know. So yeah, this album. I mean, I already said it, but it's it's probably my favorite. And you start getting into the songs, you know. Coma, yeah. Opening riff Great. remind you of anything? Um, yeah. probably not. You probably don't remember this. <laughs> One of the first songs I ever wrote was a riff off. No, no. <laughs> Conniption fits. Oh yeah. <laughs> Come on, get to the good part. Yeah, I should. the picture of uh, Sean Reiner and Steve Giorgio playing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lot different. different. Yeah, totally different. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, this is more straight ahead, just thrash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just thrash. And indeed, he's more of a He's almost like a guitar player on bass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's locked in with a riff. Yeah. Most of the time. And I didn't realize that song was so long. It's, it's five, quite long. It's almost five and a half minutes. It's got a long intro, so. Yeah. Like a minute and a half intro. So It's got that uh, thrash intro. Got to have your little slow thing, and then yeah. the big riff comes in. <laughs> good. It's a good opener, for sure. Sets the tone. Yeah. This part's awesome, too. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) And then the guitar solo, and you're like, oh. Oh, I see. Yeah. (laughs) 
don't think uh, Bobby Gustafson is doing that. Nope, no, still. <laughs> no. Still, no. Mm-hmm. It must have been hard for him. Like, your guitar tech's a better guitar player than you are, dude. It's a lot of pressure, man. Yeah. Yeah. Never warm up when the band's out. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Always stay on the side of the stage. Yeah. The way Dee plays, the way he locks in like that is such a big part of that overkill sound. Oh, yeah. The way he's, the way he's just you know, matching the riff, which isn't always the best thing, but for overkill, it works really well. The way he's yeah. just, it yeah. just he works for them. He doesn't 100% do that. No, but he's just very when he does. All the, all the recordings basically yeah. very loud. Yeah, you know yeah. an overkill album because it's got to have that loud bass. Yeah. I think it's even louder on WFO. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually maybe I'll say it too loud. As a bass player, it's hard to say that. Yeah. Yeah, so let's see. Infectious. Yeah. Awesome song. Was that one? No, Keith, you said you said blood money, wasn't it? I hate yeah, hate infectious thing you know, start speeding up. Um I love the chorus on this one. It's like yeah, this is the one where where uh, no uh, yes, infectious. This one uh, is uh, you know kind of has a gothic kind of undertone. I felt Mm. it's got that heavy part. Welcome to Overkill. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) they have their chords that they like to their chord progressions they like, Mm -hmm. and they like saying hey. Yeah, (laughs) they like the chants. Yeah, I'll play a little bit of this because it opens almost with the while the drums in the beginning are awesome. Yeah. Great spans channels. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I guarantee you 100% humongous Kiss fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, they are. Yeah. Yeah. They looked like Kiss when we started up. Yep. Yeah. Start with the chorus. The bass drum is really cool. Yeah. Little farts in there. Yeah. Let me get to a different course because the I like the the killer the background. Yeah, it's really it's cool. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I have a hard time with these. I want to just play the whole damn songs. So I cool. know. So those drums are really good. They're not unattainable like Sean Reiner's stuff is, though. <laughs> like, I, like I could probably almost play that. Yeah. <laughs> the Sean Reiner stuff, you're like, no, I can't. There's no way. Yeah. That's impossible. Sorry. Why are you talking about stuff from an, a, a week ago? <laughs> or possibly even two weeks ago. <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't know. And we're all wearing the same shirts. It's weird. <laughs> what are the odds? I haven't even bathed. <laughs> I said 3.30 to close is really good on the song, too. Let me see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a 
Oh yeah, I just like that they bring that kind of bridge riff back, but a little faster. Ends really cool too with the drums. Yeah, ends like it started. Yep. It goes right into Keith's favorite. Blood money. Do now. I like this song a lot. Yeah, you like blood money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the cool bass thing going on in the chorus too. Let me see. I said the song sounds like it could have been on like under the influence. It's very old school overkill sounding yeah. That is cool bass though on the do 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 this descending bass line thing. It's good. It's good. I like it. Um, thanks for nothing. Good. Yep. Uh, cool yeah. bass thing in it. Hey, do the chorus. Oh yeah, yeah. It has a little. Yeah, you're right. That stops and has the bass part. Mm-hmm. It's super cool. It's a big deal in '91, man. is awesome yeah China mm-hmm. oh yeah there we go yeah so great Yeah. So that's it's when they're at their best. When they do fast parts within these groove parts yeah. and heavy parts, that's when they're really at their best. And this album is full of that. Yep. And they, yep. they got away from that for a while. Stupid. Even, even now they don't do it quite as much, but you know, that's when they really shine is when they Dude, change what was tempos that? up. What was that song about? Does anyone know? What, Thanks for Nothing? Yeah. thought it was no. kind of... You know, I didn't. I I try to look up some of what the lyrical content is about on this album, but I really couldn't find much. Um, I think it's about someone they don't like. <laughs> yeah, 
like many overkill songs. Yeah, yeah about half their songs. Yeah, Isn't I don't know if it's about anyone specifically. But, yeah. yeah. Let's see. That's a good question, though. I don't know if it's who it's about or what it's about. You're Googling it? Somebody Googling it? Yeah, it just... Uh, it just seems like, yeah, like Joe said, they're just annoyed with, some, with somebody. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool to find out, like, talk to Blitz about, you know, what are some of the inspirations for your lyrics? <laughs> Could be like, I think a just being in New Jersey sack. is probably enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they have yeah. a, lot, a big problem with, like, record execs wanting them to be something that, that they're not. That's that's what I was thinking. I think this song was about kind of the record industry, is what yeah. I that's, kind of took from it. That's the vibe I was getting reading the lyrics just now. It's like, yeah, I think, because I mean, they have their own sound, and people like it or don't. <laughs> They're not really exactly uh, um, accessible band, I guess you'd say. So yeah. I can see them having some issues with, especially being they were on Atlantic Megaforce, so Atlantic was the distributor. So there's probably some goofballs at Atlantic, like you guys should do a ballad or you know some <laughs> dumb shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, see that happening. Well, yeah. <laughs> Oh, they, they've done a couple ballads. Oh, I won't yeah. be listening to that. I know. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you talking about? Shades of Grey? Uh, I think that was one of them, yeah. There was the another song, one. The Years of Decay was ballad-ish, but it ends up heavy, so. I think there's right, one I mean, that, uh, from the underground and below, or whatever it's called. Yeah, Killing Kind, I think, had one, too. There was the one with, like, one piano and stuff. But he, his voice is definitely not suited for no. actual no, proper he's, singing. He's a screamer. Yeah. So Bare Bones, one of my favorites on the album for Oh, sure. man, that song's fucking awesome. Yeah. Opens it's, with... It's uh, got the whole... Uh, yeah, it, it, well, it's got the, yeah, the Exorcist theme yeah. kind of started. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Basically. And it's, again, it's speed plus, plus heavy. Yep. Probably legit be scared of this as a little tiny kid, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some background sound. Yeah. I think it's souls <laughs> being pulled from a graveyard. <laughs> they were a fan of doubling up on the intros. Yeah. Yes. That's heavy. Yeah. gonna play to the chorus because the chorus is so good too. 
I can edit this later. This part. The whole bass here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. Whew. Man. That song. There were really good solos in the song, too. Guitar solos in the song. Mm-hmm. Would it be um, out of inappropriate to play the live, uh, live in Germany version of that? Just that chorus? Oh, yeah, sure. The, uh, Overhausen. What if the drum's a little bit different? The yeah, the, I think the different. double bass. Yeah, it is. It's not as fast. Yeah. But I, I remember liking it maybe better. It was still good, yeah. No, that's it's about the same speed. I like that one better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a little different. Still good. Yeah, still really yeah, his good. His voice is better on that one. Yeah, it might. It's a little lower. It might be tuned down. Oh, I don't know. I was going to say it might be tuned down a little bit, but I don't I think it was the same key. <clears throat> it's interesting. Let me play the solo in this song because there's a part yeah. specifically. Let's see, three twenty. I said. Just the whole solo, and then goes into that harmonized part. Really cool. That was it. Just that. It does that uh, little stop with a piano, too. Oh, yeah. Really good at ending solos. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. And that goes right in the horoscope, which we played a little bit of already. That was- <laughs> Here's the funny thing when when you know listen to this album for the very first time, like you know I'm not looking you know I'm I'm you know doing it while I'm you know working. The song starts and I don't know what song it is and I'm like digging it heavy. It goes into you know it goes into like you know the the verse and I'm like all right all right and then I look over and I see what it is and I'm like rolling my fucking eyes. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, the, the video was kind of goofy. Like he had like the I don't even remember the video. The, the contact lenses yeah. and it, like made him look back kinda... then. That was probably great or state of the art. Maybe, maybe you think about like um, the ghost. I, I don't remember what the video looked like. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, it's like the you know straight yeah. almost like a cat. Yeah, like yeah. a cat eye. Were you able to edit like this is? This is the or what was it? This is our horoscope, but put Keith in there. (laughs) (laughs) Could. So what else about the song? We played a a lot of it already. 
Yeah, they, I want to go into the part at 240 because that's when it gets super heavy. Really super with heavy. The, the drums. Yeah, the drums. How's he doing? Fucking awesome. Yep. keep playing because there's a solo the oh, part of solo yeah. 340 is so great right here so awesome yeah That's some of the best stuff they've ever done. Yep. Easily. 100%. Yep. Just that whole part right there. It's some of the best overkill stuff ever. Yep. Great. Man, what a song. Uh, and the new machine after that, which might be my least yeah. favorite of the album. It is. It is yeah. great. Yeah, it's it, there's a little dip here, like New Machine and Frankenstein. I like Frankenstein; it's a cool cover, but it's like it kind of. I don't know. Well, that's the one thing for me. Like Frankenstein was, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I was in London in between my junior and senior year of college, uh, studying for a month, and Frankenstein was our theme song. We just <laughs> break into that while we were walking down the street to you know. I was 20 years old, so we were pretty much drinking non-stop while I was supposed to be studying and shit, but that was like it. So like when I ran into that on this album, you know, I enjoyed it. The big thing about shit like that, you know, when you're doing a cover of an iconic tune, you can't fuck around. Like, uh, we were shooting the shit before we started recording. I mentioned, uh, for, uh, record store day, I got the, uh, the latest, uh, or, you know, the release for a bunch of early fucking, uh, Sisters of Mercy shit. One track they do is Jolene by uh, Dolly Parton. Oh, okay. And it's like, you know, holy shit. When I saw that, I'm like, fuck yeah, I got to get this. I got to hear that. And it's fine. It's it's good. It's, you know, Sisters of Mercy doing a cover of a country song. Right. But when you do a fucking iconic song like that, you, you got to fucking take it up a level and everything. I really, yeah. really felt that they did a great job of nailing this one. And of course, they don't have all the instrumentation that fucking no. Edgar Winter did. Well, there's but, a whole middle yeah. likes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah. There's a whole like keyboards going Yeah, exactly. They couldn't do all that. But I would say, oh, fuck you, man. I love that part. But I would say like this was a pretty fucking solid cover of a tune that you wouldn't expect to run into on a fucking 
album like this. Well, I this brought a smile to my face when I ran into him. <laughs> you know? Well, apparently it was like when Merritt Gant joined the band, he was like one of the first conversations we had he had with Rob Canavino was about this song. <laughs> like I think he was fucking around with it on guitar or something because Rob Canavino had done it in another in his the band that he was in when he was a guitar tech for Overkill. They were fucking around with it, and he was playing at a rehearsal one day, and Merrick Gant's like, oh, I've always wanted to do that song. Why don't we do like a metal <laughs> version of that song? And I think the rest of the guys are like, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> so, yeah, it works out. It's, it, it's a good cover. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Um, is, is this their first this is the first cover song on an album, by the way? Yeah, I think so. On an actual album, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, Maybe even the only... Yeah, because they did they did cover kill, but that was a whole yeah, it was an album, album of covers. covers. Yeah. yeah. And they got metal with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's good. It's really good. I kind of skipped New Machine, but the end has like a Metal Militia feel. Like the end of yeah. Metal Militia, you know? Yeah, it does actually. The marching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's a machine or if it's supposed to be marching. It's a machine. I think they're saying, here we go. It's a it's totally what? a machine. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Sonic and Hank Age. That's a machine. <laughs> yeah. All right, so live young, die free. I love the chorus in this song. Just the I don't have a whole lot. The back and forth on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, like I said, it kind of dips here, and then you know the last two are great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, let me play the chorus of this one at least. I love that part. That's great. Yeah. I love that Sid Falk uses triplets like crazy. Yeah. I love that. Yes. There's a pretty good guitar riff right after that, too. Let's see. The harmonized. I don't know if it's a harmonized part, but it's kind of a solo slash riff. It's- Kind of slayery. Yeah, it is. It's like faster slayer. Yeah. Uh, okay, so nice day for a funeral. One of the best songs in the album. Yeah. In my opinion. Yep. It is. Yeah. I think these last two together, it's my favorite part of the album. 
Yeah. Huh. It's very old school. It's like it's got the whole feel of, you know, when how they went from an overkill one to overkill two to mm-hmm. Evil Never Dies. It has that whole feel of, you know, they're kind of going into the next song. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Gong. playing after this guitar part. Yeah. Good. Yeah. A little double bass thing that he does. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a video for this? I don't, I don't know. I think so. Play the last chorus. That's when it starts going into the next song. Yeah, it's really cool. with the little this says coma infectious and Frankenstein had airplay but it doesn't say anything about next day for funeral huh oh yeah this is right there horoscope and thanks for nothing at videos yeah That's ballady. Yeah. Like I think up to this point, this is the most. You know, this is as ballad as they've gotten. <laughs> Had they ever used an acoustic guitar before? Yeah, used a decay. Was that an acoustic or? Was it no, it's a, it was a, it was acoustic. Pretty sure we can play it. Can we play it? Here? Yeah. <laughs> Not yet.
Now it's over. Yeah. No more ballad. But I like that they don't do the chorus right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they go back into the... A little anticipation there. Yeah. Well, let me fast forward a little bit to get to the chorus here. Base? That'd be weird. <laughs> no. Right, you want to hear Years of Decay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know you're right, Tim. <laughs> yeah, that's an acoustic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Goodbye, Blue Sky. Is that the <laughs> well, we've reached the end of the album. Shocking. <laughs> what? We didn't, we didn't even talk about New Machine, hardly. <laughs> <laughs> Was it um, Blood Money that has the, uh, that one riff? Um, yes. Power Surge. Does it have the bass line from Power Surge in it? Where it that, there's a little spot where it just plays bass real quick. And I think it's the Power Surge opening riff. Shithead power up. Here, I'll, let me play Power Surge. Power Surge starts like this. <laughs> so, I think... horrible. I think that riff is in Blood Money. Hmm. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's like a. That's totally power surge, hundred percent. Huh? It has to be. He did. He did it on purpose. I mean, listen to this. Yeah. Is that on Feel the Fire? What album is that? It's on Taking Over. Taking Over, okay. That's the, that's the worst of the first. Yeah, those first two albums are not. Definitely not like a go-to The first one a little me. bit better than the second. That's probably because I got it before the second one. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we grade this thing? Do it. A. A plus for me. It was close to that. A plus... Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go B minus. That's fine. We understand. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I trust me. I, initially, when you guys have been waiting for this moment, I you know I, I will. <laughs> I, you know I, I you know I was expecting F, and this is this is definitely hey, B minus is great. Then this is this definitely deserves a listen to more more than one. 
I will take a B minus for overkill from Keith. Every day. Yeah. This is a top three 1991 album for me. Yeah, I think it is me too. Um, Yeah, I think so too. I think it was. uh, Maybe it should be named. There's a lot of good shit in 91, guys. I know, but. This was was good, but I mean. It's number four for me, actually. So. It's number three. Yeah. I don't know what else is there. 3D, it's three for me. Soundgarden's number two for me. Oh, yes. Yeah, Overkill's four. Metallica, of course, is the one. Shocking. Number five? <laughs> no. Number one. Pearl Jam is my number five, actually. I think I had Prong as number five. Okay. Well, let's close this one out. We're not sure. Uh, next episode, who knows what we're going to be talking about. Maybe we'll talk about Mr. Bungle next episode. Who knows? We'll see. Weren't we supposed Maybe. to tell people what we're going to talk about? Yeah, but we don't know yet. So how are we, we going to tell yet. them? We'll tell them on Facebook. Yeah, we will. Look at and Instagram. Yes. Instagram. Look at your Insta. Look your Insta TikTok? guy. Are we supposed to your be on socials? TikTok? <laughs> TikTok? I don't know if we're on TikTok. No, we're not on that TikTok. Work. I don't know how that would work either. It's all like videos and shit. We don't yeah. Do just, just, yeah, I don't know. It'd just be like clips of us saying things out of context. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, for no reason <laughs> alright well um, we'll talk to you guys later for for, uh, for Joe and for Keith and for Tim I'm Eric saying thank you and good fucking night oh. energy energy aggression power to sum it up it's a vulgar display of power heavy metal speaks to the anger and despair of teenagers today the same way that the blues used to speak to the despair and anger on the south cutting out cutting it up big time some country coding this